Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 and 88 or maybe on the internet or maybe on the tuning app. We don't know. If you are listening, send us in a text message on, you know, text or Facebook page, whatever it may be. But man, that interview was so awesome. That was pretty cool. Like that, that guy, you know, like Kelly. if you're interested, it's like good. world's hottest vegan, he's also yeah. a great dude. So, so yeah. There yeah. you go. I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, one of my uh, best friends listening from Melbourne, Luke. Mm-hmm. Good morning, my brother. I know oh, he's uh, on his way into work and uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Epic. Awesome. So now we are continuing on with the show. Mm-hmm. And before we get into our encounter with God Bible study, we have another clue for the quiz. Okay, so here we go. Again, this is a who am I quiz. And you know, the last clue was my freedom was secured as the result of a custom. But now this is the next clue. Pilate wanted Jesus set free rather than me. Oh. However, oh, come he on. gave in to the crowd's demands. Guys, you know this. This is too easy. It's killing me, Gemma. Yes. Don't give it away. I'll try. I know you're just about to, but don't do it. Guys, give us a call. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FAITH. 1-800-324-843. And tell us who you think it is. Anyways, now we have our encounter with mm-hmm. God. And I'm just going to ask, do you, do you remember what we studied yesterday, Nick? Why <laughs> you put me in the spot like that? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, Maybe I what do about you, Gemma? Do you have any <laughs> idea what we studied yesterday? Maybe because you told me before we went live. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something that I always do when I give Bible studies. I always ask the person, like, so do you remember what we studied last week? And I always ask Mon, do you remember what we studied yesterday? Because I just, I don't know, I just love seeing people having to think. But we have been, we've started in Genesis and we're, mm. we're focusing on the topic of oneness in Christ and we've been looking at so far, you're starting from the creation um, through to the fall of man, how, you know, God created everything perfect. He created this amazing, awesome, epic world that was just, it's just the best. Like Genesis chapters one and two is just just amazing. Um, and he puts this tree in the midst of the garden to give Adam and Eve a choice, essentially. Um, I remember this now. Because... The reason he does this, and this is a massive question that always comes up, is like, why would God put a tree in the middle of a garden that could, you know, make Adam and Eve eventually die? That's right. The thing is, is that love doesn't exist without a choice. Mm-hmm. This, this is the, the massive principle, is that we are free will beings. That's what it means to be created in the image of God, is that we have free will. We are conscious free will beings. And God essentially gives Adam and Eve a choice with the tree. And he's like, look, there's this tree here. Um, this is your choice to choose me or not choose me. Mm-hmm. Because if he didn't put the tree there and Adam and Eve couldn't leave, then love couldn't exist because there would be no free will. Mm-hmm. So he gives them an expectation in a relationship, which is a very normal thing. You know, Nick, you're married. Yes, I am. And you have expectations of your wife, correct? Yes. For sure. It's yes. like you, you expect her, you know, you want a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you want her to be good for you. like mm-hmm. like And all these things, you know, equally yoked, like... You're married. That's right. And, and it goes down to friendships and everything. You know, me and Gemma are friends. Mm. And, you know, she has ex- expectations of me as a friend to not do terrible sure. things to her. But, well, but here's the thing, Lawson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, my wife doesn't put a single woman in a house who wants to be with me. Right? Yeah. To tempt me. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah, for and sure. And you have God who gives the, these, these guys, Adam and Eve, this beautiful, wonderful garden mm-hmm. and puts temptation in the middle. <laughs> Why would he do that? But, but this, is, this is the thing. It's like, 
everything that we do has temptation. Mm-hmm. Like every action that we make, there's a temptation to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Like, like for us living in this world, like there is always the temptation. I'm going to raise up a situation where this is completely hypothetical, but there sure. is always the temptation. Like the, it always exists that you could cheat on your wife. Right. It all, that, that always exists. That's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. There's always the temptation for you to, to uh, for you, Gemma. There's always the temptation for you to steal from me. Mm. You know, I have my, my wallet in my pocket. Say, so take it out. I've got my phone sitting right here. You could look at that and say, man. That's good. What a nice phone. That's a good looking phone. I could steal that. You know, see, the thing about the Garden of Eden was that it was a perfect place. And God puts in the midst of it this this one thing, this one, you could say, test of the genuinity of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so important that the tree of, you know, the knowledge of good and evil exists so that they can they can have that test. Like in any relationship, you know, I guess in the world that we live in that's, you know, broken by by sin, we're surrounded by temptations. We're surrounded by yeah. ways in which we can break each other's trust or relationship. Whereas in the garden, and even that, that was a perfect place, God just puts one. He's just like, okay, this is, this is the thing that I don't want you to do. This mm-hmm. is my commandment to you. And this is going to prove the genuinity of our relationship. This is going to prove to me that you love me. Because like ultimately, like what we do in our actions is what proves who we are, you know, right. for sure. Right. And not too long ago, you guys had a um, were talking about uh, Lucifer and, and mm-hmm. how he ended up falling from heaven and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's important for us to remember that there is a, a significant battle or some significant mm-hmm. trial that's going on yeah. at this time as well. Yeah. And, uh, and God simply wants to know, hey, look, this is the, I've been accused of this. Mm-hmm. I've been accused of not being fair and just and loving and kind and my ways are not the right ways. I want people to have to be able to make their own choice yeah, about me. for sure. And I guess that's what it's about. Yeah. It's not God tempting people or putting temptation in their way. No, no. It's simply about God saying, hey, there is an accusation here against me. Mm. This is what I believe is what I stand for, but apparently there's a word around that I'm yeah. not fair and just. Mm. I want you to decide for yourself. Man. That's Either obey me, incredible point. trust me, or or uh, or go the other side and, and see mm. what that's like. And we, and we <laughs> see that like the, the trees in the midst of the garden and it was they, like they didn't, go for the tree mm-hmm. until there was an actual temptation there. Right. A circumstance came along in which it was like, you know, there's this there's this uh, snake hanging out next to the tree and he's like... A good-looking snake, a mind good, you. A good-looking snake, a beautiful snake. <laughs> probably and he's, vegan. He, <laughs> probably, no, I'm not tying that to him. I'm just saying, like, it was a, it was a pretty... <laughs> wow! Oh, did I just say that? You just, no, no, I didn't mean it. Hell, you're dancing. So, guys, good listen, guy. this is okay. the wrong timing, I know. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I mean, snakes are scary things. Yeah. yeah. Like, as if you want to listen to us, I see snakes around, yeah. like... I remember not so long ago, I saw a brown snake. Ooh. I freaked out. Like, you don't look yeah. at a snake. Oh, what? Some people do look at snakes and think, what a pretty thing. I don't. I'm not that kind of Same. person. Yeah. I look I at a snake. You. I freak out. I walk away. And if he talks, I'll probably faint. All right? <laughs> so, this, this snake was a, was a different kind of snake. Right? It was, was a very good looking snake. It was attractive. Yeah. And, and, and we just, uh, these guys talk have to listen. Yeah. Smooth talker. Is, is a soothsayer. Right. But yeah, we see, you know, as the result of this, um, there's the fall of, of humanity. The snake tempts them with mm-hmm. the first lie that's ever recorded in the Bible, um, which is, you know, you shall not surely die if you eat yeah. of the fruit, which is, you know, they eat the fruit. And they die. <laughs> like that's essentially what happens here. Yep. As soon as they they do something contrary to God, 
they die. And the reason for this is is another thing that people look at is like, oh, man, like they eat the fruit and God kills them. That's terrible. But that's not what happens here. No. For, through them eating th- the fruit, they're essentially cutting themselves off from God, that's who it. is the sustainer and mm. the creator of all life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the guy that, the, yeah, that physically gives them life. And they're cutting themselves off by going against what he does. So, of course, they're going to die. Like, God is God. In fact, that's what the real battle is between Satan and God, is Satan's like, I want to be God. I want to be number one. But Satan literally and physically can't be God because Satan can't actually create or sustain life. That's right. And we look at, like, you know, the motives of humans that Satan's inspired. Like, look at our world. Mm -hmm. Look at our world. Like, how destroyed it is. You know, Mm -hmm. how much, you know... uh, Global warming is a crisis mm-hmm. in, a, in our world. And it's like, that's all the result from, from Satan's way, which is sin. We just destroy. Mm. And that's what Satan's been all about. And that's what happens here. This relationship between um, humanity and God gets destroyed. And it basically ends up with God being like, because they get to the point where they're hiding from God. That's they're right. like, God, we don't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be here because we're afraid. And so God says, look, the only thing I can do you know, is honor your decision and, and let, like, get out of here. Absolutely. Like this, this separation from, from God that Lawson you, you're talking about here is simply um, no longer taken on this character that is in God, which is we see in Christ as it comes mm-hmm. later on in the, yeah. the Bible you find. And it, it simply, it, this is the way I like to describe it. At one stage, they were um, selfless beings. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about them. It was about pleasing God and looking after the wonderful things He had given them. But this separation for, from God brings about selfishness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now it's all about them. And what you and I would learn, we have learned through life, and some of you thinking right now about the things that you've experienced in life. You know that selfishness, if anything, destroys yourself yeah. and other people around you for sure. And that's what we're going to be looking at in this study: the further disunity. Of Mm -hmm. God's people, like the humanity that live on earth from God. And we're going to be picking that up and continuing to talk about that, uh, yeah, right after this. Is that okay? You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. All right, welcome back. We're continuing on with our study of the Bible, and you can just hear that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nick, Nick Mark, this is not my fault. What okay. happened there? So, so essentially, um, <laughs> this is your fault, Lawson. You're supposed to mute yeah, my mic. So, no. So, essentially, um, between between the, <laughs> one. I thought this was my test today, Nick. Am yeah, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. This is how you deal with okay, these. So don't do that. Strike one. You don't. You got to mute Nick's mic during. No, a but, but <laughs> no, but it wasn't like it was. It was. A, it was a station uh, ID I break, know. which is only goes for nine seconds. Are you asking me to take silent. responsibility there for my mistake? Kinda. Okay. Yeah, but that's probably not the best thing. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace. Maybe you'll never hear me ever again on the radio. I'm sorry if that happens. No, Um, (laughs) come on. I'm sorry. But like I said uh, before, our little uh, station ID break. Mm -hmm. uh, We're continuing on with this study, and we're seeing how humanity becomes further. I guess you know moves further away from God, and it was the initial sin of you know, Adam and Eve eat, mm-hmm. eating the fruit. We then know after that, we're just going to kind of skip over over this story that um, Eve has two children, mm-hmm. Cain and Abel. It was really interesting, like, um, learning about this. I'm, I'm like 99% sure. I haven't dusted up on this in a while, but 99% sure the word Cain means chosen one or something similar along those lines. You're right. Um, oh, I lost it. I, I know what it means. 
But yes, it's something like chosen one. Oh, it means to acquire much. Yes. There it is. Yeah. All right. To acquire much. Yeah. Because like we, we sort of discussed this yesterday. Eve thought initially that like, because God gives a prophecy of the mm-hmm. Messiah. He says, you know, he's going to bruise your head and you will bruise his heel to Satan. And he's like mm. a prophecy of this human who's going to get rid of sin, essentially. And and basically Eve thinks that, oh, that's Cain. That's my that's my son. It's gonna it's gonna be gonna be done here, and she she bears she bears Cain, um, and that's why it's it profits much, right? Mm-hmm. And then she has Abel afterwards, and you know the Abel, uh, the word Abel, Chavel means in the Hebrew language means like vapor <laughs> or wisp mm-hmm. or meaningless. Here nothing, today, yeah, nothing. Tomorrow, isn't that almost ouch. useless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ouch, right? Yes. Ouch. Like, oh man, like that. That's a rough gig. Like inherently in your name, it's just like, like meaningless. Now, can you imagine like the brothers introducing themselves? Hi, I am acquire much, and here's my brother useless, meaningless. Here today, gone tomorrow. Like, yeah, man, ouch. <laughs> Here today, gone tomorrow. That's actually yes. a bit of a story, a Isn't bit of a, a bit of a spoiler for this story. Because yes. essentially, what happens is, um, and we're just going to be brushing over this today, mm-hmm. is that um, Cain and Abel come forward. They're giving offerings to God, and Cain offers, you know, a basket of fruit, and Abel offers an animal sacrifice. And we we know that they had knowledge at the time that you know God specifically wants an, an animal sacrifice mm-hmm. um, because this was a sacrifice you know, that, that represented Jesus's death and Cain, because he's like a tiller of the ground. He's a, he's a, um, yeah, he's a, a farmer of vegetation. He's like, Oh no, here's all my like fruit and, and vegetables and stuff like take this. And God isn't happy with his sacrifice. Cause it's like, you're just doing your faith. You're doing my commandments in your own way. This isn't like, this isn't what I said to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can see here further creating this disunity from this God. thing of obedience again. And, yeah. and it makes Cain mm-hmm. so angry that God doesn't favor his sacrifice over Abel. And you got to know, like, Abel is meaningless. Like, Cain is like, yeah, I'm the chosen one. And Abel's like nothing. And it makes him so angry that Abel is being preferred over God, uh, being preferred over him. And and it's like, why? It's because Abel listened to God. Abel just listened to That's what right. God said. And he's That's like, right. hey, yeah, God, like, you know, my parents made this terrible mistake, um, but I'm going to listen to you and do what you say because I want to have a relationship with you. Cain's so jealous of that that he... Dude, he takes a rock and bashes this guy's head in and he yeah. dies. Like, it's heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. And it's like we see from here, it's like further again. You know, this is the first murder in the Bible, like the there first death. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, the, the first sin was, was covetousness mm-hmm. um, through that temptation. And then the next sin we see after that is is murder. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it doesn't really have any correlation with the order of the Ten Commandments or anything, but it's just like, I don't know. You, you could probably could make it work. Yeah. But I guess to summarize it, it's selfishness again. It's that's se- what I it's, can see. It's selfishness. Mm-hmm. And that's what sin is. Like, sin is described in the Bible by the transgression of the law. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, well, transgression of the law, how do you make that jump from transgression of the law to selfishness? And it's like, you look at the law, you look at the Ten Commandments, it's like, don't steal, don't kill, don't murder, don't covet, mm-hmm. don't, don't you know, be bad to your parents, like, keep the Sabbath. Like, all these things you do, like, out of being a selfless person. That's right. Love uh, God, love others. Love God and love others. It, it, essentially, it's... A, it, sorry, not essentially. Exactly. That was the <laughs> word I was looking for. It both started with E. But, um... That's it. It's just like the, the law of God is selfless by like inherently by its nature is to love God and to love others. And 
you know, everything that's transgressing that law, you know, which is what sin is, is this act of selfishness, mm-hmm. this act of self-indulgence that, oh, I don't get my way, I don't get what I want, I'm going to take things into my own hand and, and gratify myself. And it proves like we talked, I'm pretty sure it was, um, it was actually during this week, we talked about Buddhism and it's like we, we looked at that and um, we talked about Buddha and whether he's real or not. I'm pretty sure that question of the day will be up on our socials somewhere. But one of the things that I really saw through in Buddhism is it, it talks so much about like following your heart. It's like you look within yourself and you'll find enlightenment. And mm-hmm. when you look within yourself and find enlightenment, you become morally, you, you know, like objectively in, Buz- in Buddhism, when you become enlightened, you become morally infallible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a judgment. That's a subjective judgment that you make for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, like, that's terrible because all that's in me, and I know this is from personal experience from having lived for 19 years, that all that's in me is how, selfishness how many, and How many pride. times have you failed yourself? Exactly. How many mistakes do you make? Like, and, and, yeah. and, it, and it goes from like big things that I've mm-hmm. done to just little things. Like, um, I was, we were talking to, before we went on air, and I mentioned this last week as well, I was, I was talking to Kelly then, I was telling him how I re- I've recently gone vegan myself mm-hmm. um, because I was vegan for four months last year and during that time I lost like heaps of weight and it was like awesome and I was like living the best life and then all of a sudden just due to my selfish indulgences, I was like, you know what, scrap veganism, I'm just going to pump heaps of unhealthy food i'm just gonna eat all this terrible stuff that's bad for me just because i want to and i'm addicted to sugar mm. and 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 salt and fat and like since that time i've like put all the weight that i lost back on and like i'm like ruining my body due to selfishness that's right like i and you know i'm not afraid to admit it because sure. i'm just like i i know who i am mm-hmm. i know who i am but i know that i have a a god in heaven who's so much better than me and honestly like my choice to be vegan is for the purpose of of being like worshiping God, and and, so, and sometimes God allows this, um, this this selfishness to run its course, mm. like just with Cain, as you're talking about that yeah. story. I mean, he does in fact acquire much according to Scripture, mm. and the Bible says that he actually gets a city and he has children and wives, and I mean, he seems to be very mm. successful. Yeah, and, and then but if you continue with the story, you find that he doesn't survive, and yeah. his whole family, in fact, doesn't survive his life. <laughs> and know. and that's all we're going to be sort of touching on a little bit today is is the flood um let's just like look at the flood i think you know the flood is one of the most world in in, in ancient history mm-hmm. it's one of the most corroborated events that has that ever taken place yeah because you could imagine if a flood flooded the whole world then every single person on earth would be affected mm-hmm. you know and you gotta imagine like the, the basically how the story goes is that eight people survived the flood Yep. And then they're going to be telling people, you know, their offspring, like, oh, hey, there's this crazy flood that happened, and that's why there's not many of us. And it's that's why, like, the whole world comes from these eight people. Mm. And it's like, that's why, like, the flood is so corroborated. It's In fact, it's like, because we look at Jesus, right, and he's, like, one of the most attested individuals in history. The second most attested and corroborated event in ancient history is the flood. Yeah. Like, that's why, basically the whole theory of the ice age mm-hmm. and stuff, which, you know, look, I, I don't know if it happened. Like it said, it, it, it doesn't really say much in the Bible about it, but that's why the ice age existed was not only due to the, to the, you know, the archeological evidence that's corroborated through people saying stuff, but also, yeah. you know, 
Well, but there's a reason why yeah. people are talking about it. Yeah, but I mean, there was something. Something happened. At something some point happened, and it's like a lot of water. Yeah. All and right. It's like, and we can see even in our world, like, um, for example, you know, the vegetation in the Hunter Valley. Right. Like the, the sorry, the coal in the Hunter Valley would have to be made by vegetation that was a thousand feet fit thick. Yep. And how could something like happen that fast and and be like that? Well, it's got to be a worldwide flood. There you go. So there's so much evidence and proof for the flood, and and uh, we're going to be really looking into. We're going to be looking into the morality behind the flood, the disunity behind the flood, why the flood happened, because it's really an important thing to look at as Christians. But we're going to be picking that up right after this. This is Matt Mayer with Your Love Defends Me. You are my joy. You are my song. You are the way.
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, or 88. And I'm talking a little bit soft because, oh, man, that song was so good. Mm. Matt Mayer with the, the, oh, man, with the piano there. Uh, that song was Your Love Defends Me. So if you're into that, you can you can go and search that up on Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're into. But um, look, <laughs> we have another clue for the quiz. Okay. Come on, guys. You can we do another, this. And this is gonna this is gonna really put it for so this guy, right? All right. So like mm-hmm. we know from the Starts last clue. Starts with a letter. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> literally the next clue. <laughs> <laughs> so we know from it the begins, last clue yeah. it was like Pilot wanted Je- to <laughs> Pilot wanted Jesus set free rather than me. However, he gave in to the crowd's demand. And our next clue is <laughs> Oh no. My name begins with B. <laughs> <laughs> That's B, guys. With, with a B. With yep. a, the big old capital yep. B. So, if you're out there, you know who this is. You can give us a call on 1-800-FAITH-FM, which is 1-800-324-843. And you will not be receiving Lawson's car, but instead <laughs> we have a CD or a book or something that these guys are going to put together for you. But please give us a call. But if you're just uh, joining us now, we want to remind you that this is uh, Lawson, Nick, and Gemma. And the reason mm. it's Lawson, Nick, and Gemma is because Lyle is currently away. Yep. And Monica He's on is, site getting some really good content. Yes. Actually, he's doing some... And and crazy work. Monica is currently very Having a sick. Bad hair day. She's struggling big <laughs> yeah. time. So yeah, the, her hair is all over the place. It's all over the place. And so, Nick, I can't come in today. But yeah, we are continuing on with this Bible study mm-hmm. in Genesis on the theme of oneness in Christ, and we're going over yeah. the disunity um, of humanity from God. And we just talked about the Cain and Abel story. We talked about you know first the whole Adam and Eve thing, and then Cain and Abel, and now we're up to the next r- very big event that happens in the early chapters of the book of Genesis, which is. I, I said before, um, is one of the most uh, historically attested ancient history, like a- <laughs> one of the most historically mm-hmm. attested ancient events that ever happened, but is also one of the most um, morally controversial events, one of the most morally contro- controversial things in the Bible. And it really brings to question the character of God. Um, like, we got to think about this. Like, because... Do tell. What do you mean? Well, essentially, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. God mm. floods the world. Yep. Millions. Well, many people. Lots of people were living on the died. world died yep. because of the flood. And only eight people lived. <laughs> That's true. And you got to look, look at that. <laughs> you go to like children's bedroom sometimes yeah and you see a picture of like noah's ark and the flood thinking, oh that's wonderful people like people died <laughs> Lots like, of people. this is not a pretty painting friends this is about people who died <laughs> <laughs> so i just and, and it's, to mind. It's, it's like this is you know i'm a, i'm a bible worker working in the community and yes. i get always asked about this you know like this is one of the things if people are skeptical they bring this up like what gives god the right mm. to flood the world it's an it's a it's an it's a real question because yeah. God r- killed people because God killed people right like like y- you've got to understand like what is going on here yeah I think the first premise and principle let me explain myself okay you're gonna explain yourself I'm gonna explain gonna okay so the first premise and principle mm-hmm. behind the flood um, and behind God in general and life is that God as the creator of life but not only the creator of life 
like he's the creator of the whole universe. Mm-hmm. He's the creator and the sustainer of everything. It's a little bit different to us. We've on the show been talking about abortion and how like different opinions on that. And, and, you know, basically my thing is I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pro-life, you know, babies should live no matter what the circumstance is. Um, but then you, you look at God and it's like, it's a, it's a little bit of a different step because like as much as like we as humans, we procreate, mm-hmm. Right. And we, like, make things, like, we make babies, okay? But they're ultimately, again, sustained and made by God. And we're just the vessel in which the baby comes out of. Mm -hmm. God literally created human beings. He, He created this world. He created everything. So, God, of all people, has the right and the ability to judge when a life should be taken. Being, sure. being the I giver mean, of life. <clears throat> and I, I want to corroborate this and back this up with, okay, yes. like, because moreover, this is what the Bible says. It says here in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 5, the Bible says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent and the thoughts of his heart was only, con- only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. It goes on to say, actually, um, the Lord looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted in their way on the earth and there was a violence. They were filled with violence continually. You see, Lawson, our English understanding of some of these words you're using today, quite different from how it is um, described here in the Hebrew language. Mm -hmm. You know, this word corrupt, um, this word evil, this this word continually doing the bad mm. things. This is not like the way that we use it today. I mean, he's he's corrupt, and then you know, next minute or a month later, he's good again. And yeah. then, oh, he's constantly doing terrible things, and then oh, he's a good boy this morning or this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, There's not what is happening here. God is giving us a picture uh, through this through the Bible that these people have decided. Mm-hmm. That they would, this is part of their life, their, their behavior is completely corrupted. Mm-hmm. It's not a person who's behaving uh, in, a, um, in a bad way today and tomorrow will change their mind or their lifestyle. No, no. Mm-hmm. These people are destroying themselves and others. It's yeah. not a, a, a period of time. It is how they live. Mm-hmm. They're like past the point of no return. It is like, yeah. pretty There's much. There's no way to fix this. Well, well put, Gemma. Pretty yeah. much. And it's like, like we have the you know, capital punishment. We have the death penalty, right? We don't enforce that not, in, not Australia, in Australia, no. but in, you know, in the States, in, in sure. some States, they have the death penalty because they get to the point where they decide this person is such, um, they're suffering so much. And it's not only like they're causing so much suffering in society, mm-hmm. but for themselves, mm-hmm. that the only beneficial thing here is to, to put them out of their misery. Right. And that's what's like, you got to think about suffering and evil and violence continually. Well, and the difference between that kind of uh, punishment, capital punishment, and how God um, seems mm. to be dealing with, with these kind of situations is that man doesn't really know man's heart, right? Yeah. I cannot understand what is going on in your life and if I see your actions and your behavior. It is why the Bible encourages us not to judge in mm. that particular aspect because we don't really know what, but God does. God knows everything. He sees. He sees what you and I cannot see because the Bible says that his ways, not our ways kind of thing. So he sees what you and I cannot see, and he sees something about these people in this time of knowing his family, that they are so corrupt in such a way that there is, there is no return for these people. Mm. And if God was to allow this corruption to continue, that it would not only destroy themselves, but 
God's children as well would be ultimately yeah. destroyed. There would be no more human race without right. the flood. Right. Because like like you think about it, if there's a dog, mm-hmm. like a dog goes and bites someone. Yeah. And it, but then, it, you know, we give it a chance, we punish the dog, but then it continues to bite people. Mm-hmm. Not only is like people suffering... But the dog is also suffering with this head that's just filled with with violence and he, he's going through all these things yeah. and it's like there's there's no more w- like way for this person to live. Like you got to think about violence and evil. This is just suffering, man. Yes. This is just suffering. This mm-hmm. is the worst kind of suffering because like they're not only perpetrating but they're also victims. Yeah. And it's like the best thing that God can do for these people. Well, he doesn't is he doesn't find pleasure in seeing people behave this way. Yeah. Like how long will should he tolerate a people hating and, and wanting to kill each other constantly yeah. doing evil how long can he tolerate such a thing well two things one it is hurting the creator god who created these people so he's hurting and crying and but hey if you don't look at it from his point of view point of view these people are hurting each other yeah. and they're not stopping yeah and so how long can he tolerate this this these murderous acts of of evilness and selfishness well he wants to put it to an end. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, look what verse 6 says. The Lord was sorry that he had made man. Like, there we he go. has regrets. Like, mm-hmm. he feels like, oh, man, how do I, like, deal with this? Like, look at what they're doing to each other. Like, I feel sorry that this is happening. Mm. And it's it's a heavy story, but we're going we're gonna to pick this up next week, and we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. how God then works through Abraham to start this unity again. But this is City of Light with only the Holy God.
they're living far longer and far happier than most people in the world. And now, their secret's out. Six regions have been identified as blue zones, places where people experience holistic health, and it's doing them a lot of favors. So do yourself a favor and come along to the free Rethink Health workshops, where we will explore six core principles of health and longevity proven through the Blue Zones at the Swansea Center Sunday, October 7, October 14, and October 21st. From 5 p.m. is where you'll find us. For more information, call 0402-528-869 or search for the Rethink Health event on Facebook. Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. We are coming towards the end of our show. That means that we have now a question of the day. All right. The question of the day, ladies and gentlemen, is Lawson. Yes. Does following Jesus make you rich? Oh, this is this is a good question. Mm-hmm. And the answer is <gasps> yes. No. What? What? Yes. No. Where so, do you come from? So if Actually? you follow Jesus, you're making bank. No, that's not the answer. <laughs> But oh, the answer you just is said. yes. No. Okay. Okay. You're going to have to I'm, please I'm gonna, explain. I'm gonna, everything I just say mm-hmm. is on the principle that, and this is what the Bible says in Romans 8.32. The Bible says, he who did not spare his own son, this is God, yep. who, who did not spare his own son. So the God that gave you everything so that you could be saved, mm-hmm. he who did not spare his own son, Oh man, I'm forgetting the rest of this verse. I shouldn't have gone in and started started going. In. Romans eight thirty two. The Bible says he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Yeah. How will he not freely give us all things? There you hmm. go. So therefore, by that, based on that principle, we know that for us to succeed in life, mm-hmm. for us to live this Christian journey, for us to be to be saved, to to be a part of God's plan, He's going to give us everything that we need to be able to do that. Every single provision for that, everything he is going to supply. But the thing is, is what that looks like to you is different. But you said what we need, not necessarily what we want. What we want. Because sure, everyone wants to be rich. Like, like if you said you didn't want money, like... You'd be lying. There's a difference between like wanting money and like being covetous off money and then being like, oh man, it would be good if I was more comfortable. Yeah, it's true. Last night we were hanging out at yeah. the um, milk bar, yeah, whatever yeah, it's yeah. called, and the question came up just about that, uh, similar to that anyway, about you know, would you prefer being uh, wealthy and no friends or poor and... So it was something like that. Yeah. And the majority of the guys at near your age group were saying that, yeah, I'd rather be poor and have heaps of friends. Like, mm. wow, oh, that's for crazy. Sure. No, it was, it was homeless. Oh, okay. Homeless That's, and yeah. have heaps of friends. Yeah, and like, because this is something I've experienced as like as a Bible worker. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't earn the big. You don't make much. You reckon? We we don't. Well. Hey, just don't get us into trouble. We pay you like you know enough. Enough. Yeah, right? yeah. We, yeah. We, yeah. we legit. No, no, no. It's like, <laughs> you know, we we, <laughs> we eat. get what we need. All right, we, we okay. eat. We uh, you know, have we can, fuel in our cars. Yeah, we get around. Sometimes function, but you know, we don't we don't have you know excessive cash. Mm-hmm. You know, but. I can honestly say, and I think especially for me, I decided this year to um, drop down from a sort of regular Bible working position to a local missions volunteer. Really? So I'm I'm not even earning a wage. I, I live on a I live on a stipend, and I live on reimbursements of the things I spend. The reason that happened is because I wasn't going to do ministry this year. I got an offer to be a plumber and earn the big bucks down in Sydney to be mm-hmm. a commercial plumber. Like this was like forty five dollars an hour, ten hour shifts, five days a week. 
It's like it's pretty twenty two hundred dollars. That's good money. Why and would I, you turn that down? I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna go and make that money. And now like, you get reimbursed. Sure. And now I get reimbursed, and I earned a stipend, <laughs> and I uh, drive cars that aren't mine because I can't. So everyone's to thinking right now, Lawson. What is wrong with you? See, Why this would you is do this that? is the thing. Um, oh, I had this. You know, in January, I had this big reconversion experience experience for myself of it wasn't like a reconversion as much as it just was like a reinterest in ministry that I felt like, okay, no, God is calling me to to live and to work for him. So I'm going to do ministry. Um, and the only position that was available for me to do that was to become a local missions volunteer here in, in uh, you know, in the North New South Wales Conference. And honestly, it's it's been like so hard, mm-hmm. but it's been a massive blessing. Um because I, I've learned, like, man, you know, because there's been times where I've rocked up to church on a Saturday and I've got no fuel in my car and I'm, like, kind of freaking out. Like, you know, some expenses come up and I'm like, oh, man. And, you know, a faithful church member will just come up to me. Like, I'll be praying about it. Like, God, you know I need to get home. And a faithful church member will come up to me and go, like, here, Lawson, here's a $50 note. We love the, the work that you're doing. Like, it's incredible. That is awesome. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing I've experienced is that, like, because there are, I know people, Christians, who are very, very, very well off. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, like, God gives us what we need. And he knows that, okay, what Lawson needs to succeed in his Christian walk is obviously not a lot. Yeah. But then there's some people, you know, there's some great people who are a part of our church, very wealthy people who are just awesome influencers, support different activities that we're running in the church and are just so generous and giving with their cash. You know, the, the Bible says your treasury is where your heart is. Yeah. And at the moment you want to serve and do what God has called you and you feel like the richest person on earth, right? Mm, That's awesome. For sure. So oh. ultimately the principle is, does Jesus make you rich? Yeah. Amen. Because he gives you everything that you possibly need to live. This is now Malvinus with Pass Me Not, O Gentle Saviour.
Hey guys, welcome back to Faith FM. Here you've got Gemma, Nick and Lawson. Yep. These guys have just totally chucked me in the deep end and I don't actually know what I'm doing, but we're going to give it a go. So apparently we give away something free every day. How cool is that? Yeah, it's the Absolutely. coolest. Right. So today we have this awesome book, right? And it's called Bible Readings. And basically it's this book from this lady called Ellen White. And I love her writings. It's like mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Now about this book, right? This isn't just any ordinary book that we're going to give away today, right? It's free, right? So this book <laughs> is going to be super helpful for you guys because if you've been listening to us so far this morning, we've talked through a little bit about the flood. We've talked through a little bit about Adam and Eve and the creation story and the story of the fall, right? And if you have more questions about what we've talked about this morning, then you can call us and you can get this book. Awesome. Call, email, social media. Yeah. We have all those things. Hit us we? up. 1-800-324. Well, thanks. So this was my test, right? I passed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, I give it a C. Get a C, just a C, C plus. C, Lawson. Wow, Jim, no. oh. I'm giving a B, a B. Okay, a he's B. generous. Oh, well, thank you. Super generous. generous. Why don't you come I back? was just intentionally sandbagging you to see how you'd react. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or you can um, 
text us or message us on Facebook or however else you like. Right, telling them first the number. First caller. First, yeah, you need to do Gotta that. Got to tell huh? them the number. Hey, yeah. <laughs> first caller, first person to message us. We'll get this fantastic book. Cool. What yeah. else is happening? This weekend. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Saturday. Mm-hmm. I am so excited. Mm-hmm. Guess what, what's what happening on about? Saturday? Tell us. We are having a prayer summit. Epic. Hamilton Church, mm-hmm. right? So, corner of Steel Street and Lindsay Street. Come for our morning service. It's 11 a.m. It's going to be great. It's always tons We've of got fun. Avondale Choir. Avondale Choir is coming. How exciting guys. is uh-huh. that? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And then, right after our morning service, yes. right? So, like, you finish the morning service and you're like, okay, that's all for my Saturday. There's more. There's more. Guess what? <laughs> In the afternoon at 4.30, yes. prayer summit. We're going to be meeting together and praying for the Newcastle region, right? Awesome. Epic. It's going to be great. We need prayer. We need prayer. Yep. Yeah. And Newcastle Avondale Brass prayer. Band will be there, so you don't want to yeah. miss out. It's going to be good. Oh. Uh, yeah. God we, bless you guys. Dude, awesome. Hang around. Awesome show. You know, the, for the fill-in crew, the ring-ins, we're just killing it. But uh, yeah, Woo. listen to us. You know, continue listening and uh, we'll pick this up next week. Lift your head, little one. Lift your eyes to see the sun Lift your heart and burden soul Oh, rejoice in hope Lift your head, little one Lift your Oh